Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is Sergeant. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a It's real. Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am cruel. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. And suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? Yo. Yo, it's good. It has been a busy week. Zoe had her sixth dance recital. She's only nine. Wow. Wow. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's a long weekend there. I had, since I was helping with the music, I was at the venue at 6.30 in the morning. Ooh. Thankfully, we stayed at the hotel right across the street. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Worst part of that, I did not sleep at all that night. I was up like every couple hours. Oh, long night. Um, Check out the homepage, down, uh, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. On our right-hand side is our affiliates. Check them out. Uh, supporting them supports us. No additional cost to you. Uh, also, too, our partners found me and Heroes and Villains. Uh, found me, you can find at foundmi.com. Um, they make Bluetooth trackers where you tag it, track it, and find it. And I've been, I ran into, okay, then ran in, run into Joe Caramagna was here at Megacon this year, which Megacon next year is going to be in April. So I don't know if that piques some interest to you guys. Mm-hmm. We do a Mighty Marvel Geeks invasion. Um, he was a guest at uh, Megacon. So, he, of course, he stayed a couple nights extra at Disney, and uh, we ran into each other. And I was showing him my Iron Man found me and what it could do and used the selfie button on it. <laughs> He's like, this is cool. I'm like, go check it out at the website. And if you use the code Field Agents, it's 15% off. Same with Hellfire Club or Hellfire Club. Yes, you could get Hellfire Club stuff at Heroes and Villains at heroesvillains.com. Again, Field Agents for 15 percent off your first purchase um which is great because um i know at least in their star wars stuff which is marvel license as well um 3x t-shirts are in so oh nice go, go check that out and um yeah i believe that's oh and check out our web store it's the one that's got the rotating images on it Check out our Spider-Man and Captain Marvel baseball jerseys, along with our regular baseball jerseys. For a limited time, Captain Marvel's going away. Hockey jersey-wise, it's going away soon. Get your Captain Marvel hockey jersey or your Spider-Man hockey jersey. I think giving that one up for a while. Or your regular Mighty Marvel Geeks jersey, uh, hockey, baseball 
hoodie, hat, t-shirt, sweatshirt, etc. It's all available on our store. Go check that out today. So, speaking of checking out, um, apparently Disney has checked out how Marvel Spider-Man has been such a hit for them over on Disney XD. And it's celebrating that success by revealing the show's been renewed for a third season. Woo! The new, nice, okay. The new season will be coming in spring of 2020, which is going to be a long time. I don't remember when this second season came out. Uh, you know, I don't know. Now, second season had, had Web Warriors as part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, in a revealing new title, Marvel's going big and spotlighting one of Spider-Man's most popular villains. The new season will be titled Maximum Venom and will revolve around Venom summoning an earth-shattering threat from the symbiote's home planet. Uh, according to Disney XD Senior Vice President Mark Buhai, uh, we're excited to have Spider-Man and Venom leading this new chapter. Uh, these two characters are fan favorites, and the Marvel Animation team has delivered a smart, action-packed season for a new generation. We're grateful for the opportunity to further expand the world of Marvel's Spider-Man with Venom and continue fresh, heroic storytelling with the third season order. Now, according to Court Lane, Senior Vice President of Animation and Family Entertainment, this is the most epic conflict in history of, of Marvel Animation. We plan the seeds in two seasons of Marvel Spider-Man and three seasons of Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy, but you just but you don't need to have watched them to be blown away, away by this all-out symbiote invasion. While a ton of guest heroes will be on hand, Parker's special link to Venom makes him the only hero who could tip the scales to save humanity. This logo looks sweet for this as well. Mm-hmm. And, and if I thought there was a way of doing a variation of this logo for Mighty Marvel Geeks, I would. <laughs> the, this looks well, cool. Well, you know, I think it's interesting that... Um, that they're low-key promoting Venom in this way. So they must have been happy with uh, what the Venom movie did, that they're willing to kind of promote the character like that. You know? Right, yeah. Uh, the cast is Robbie Damon from Breadwinners as Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. Scott Menville from Teen Titans as Doc Ock. Najee Jeter from Jesse, Disney Channel's Jesse as Miles Morales. Melanie Minacone Kono um, as Anya Corazon. Laura Bailey. Uh, from Avengers Assemble as Gwen Stacy, Max Mendelman from uh, Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir as Harry Osborn, Fred uh, Tadascori from Mar- uh, Avengers Assemble as, as uh, Max Modell, Nancy Lenari from The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest as Aunt May, Patton Oswalt, if you don't know who that is, as Uncle Ben. Alistair, what's that? I just don't see it. That's what but they're you saying. Know that if, if we got a younger Aunt May, I yeah, don't but, know. Yeah, but at this point in time, I mean, I, I agree. I kind of see where Eric's talking about. Uncle Ben is dead. Yeah, but maybe no, in a flashback. It, I, I'm, I'm just saying I don't see Patton Oswalt as the Uncle Ben type. True. Right. I mean, I just I, I, I have a very hard time seeing Patton Oswalt as a father figure. <laughs> Now, I'm, I'm sure he's a great father to his kids, but playing playing a role on screen is kind of kind of different. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Alistair Duncan as Vulture and Bob Joles as J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> so, okay. uh, 
So, yeah, that's where we've got it. Okay. So what do you guys think of this? Uh, I, you know, I think it'll be uh, – it's going to be interesting to see, you know, their their take on their take on Venom, like how, how much of it is going to be close to what we got from the movie, even though it's not an MC, officially an MCU movie. It, it's interesting that they're choosing to go with Venom as Big Bad for a whole season. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I mean, I've been happy with what they've done with the Spider-Man series overall anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I'll be curious to see what they're going to do with uh, with this with this story arc anyway. Well, I I had thoroughly enjoyed what they did with the whole um, Spider-Verse or the Web Warriors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it was awesome. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right, I was ha- I liked it too. You know, it was good. Uh, and and, and I've loved what they've done with the whole um, um, shield aspect as well. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's great. Uh, I I've loved the series. Uh, I think I've enjoyed it just as much as as I have the um, the Guardians in the Rocket and Groot series. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. It's um well you know it's sort of like um did you ever watch um uh Avengers uh what was it Panthers Quest oh that was the latest season right and I have not seen it I'm behind like I haven't watched it uh I I've watched a few episodes I didn't get to watch the whole thing but it just seems I I don't know if I don't know if uh if uh the people at XD uh have people who are working closely with Marvel to be able to kind of give you just enough of a mix between uh, the MCU version of these characters as well as the comic version of these characters uh, and to get enough of a connection of a story that you, you're getting something out of it if you, regardless of where you're coming from, if you're coming at it from the comics or if you're coming at it from the MCU, they do a really good job of blending those two worlds together, you know? Right. Um, and, and especially with the Spider-Man series, because I mean, um, was it with uh, Ultimate Spider-Man? You know, they they it was there that they really introduced a younger Aunt May because, uh, you know, she was dating um, uh, Agent Coulson at one point. And so, uh, you know, we we, we kind of they kind of introduced the whole idea of a younger Aunt May there. And then next thing you know, we get hot Aunt May in Homecoming. So. Right. It, I don't know that that was interesting that they were that they handled Aunt May in that way now and and now the idea of I'm curious about the idea of Pat Oswalt as Uncle Ben because I have Uncle Ben I have a certain image of Uncle Ben in my head now the version of Uncle Ben that we got in in the, in the Ultimate Spider-Man series in the comics he was no younger then in that version but I you know it'll be I, I, I don't know that uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they what uh, what they do with him with uh, Pat Oswalt providing the voice for him, right you know? right yeah yeah it, it'll be curious to see what they do right so um, Eric your thoughts. <sighs> 
I think anytime a show gets you know extended for renewed for a third season, I think it's cause to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And because I mean, because you know, how many shows do we know of that didn't get that far? Sure. And they were good shows. Cough, cough, Firefly. Cough, cough. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> uh, if it makes it to three, it usually lasts a good bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. I am a little bit surprised that they are just doing one villain or focusing on the one villain for the entire season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're going to do it, make it Venom. Yeah. Because, I mean, he is – once upon a time, older folks like us, we were growing up, Spider-Man's greatest enemy was like the Green Goblin. Yeah. I mean, it, he, the Goblin was the Joker to Spider-Man's Batman. Right. Yeah. Goblin, but, Goblin and Kingpin. Well, more Goblin than Kingpin, though. Yeah, especially after Frank Miller got a hold of uh, Kingpin. Yeah. You know. And Kingpin, you know, rightly or wrongly, I think of Kingpin more as a Daredevil villain. I do, too. Or maybe I mean, maybe Punisher, but more so Daredevil. Not th- and I think that's largely because of Frank Miller, because I, I used to think of Spidey Kingpin, but I always thought of, and you know, like, even if you look at the, the, the classic Spider-Man series, he was always running into Green Goblin. Yeah. You know? And so, like I said, us older people, that's, that's our main Spider-Man villain when we think of it. It's like he is at the front of the rogues gallery. Right. But younger generations, ever since Venom was, was created, you know, he has pretty much stepped forward and it's, he has become the number one spider villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you have your Green Goblin. You always have Dr. Octopus. But yeah, I mean, Venom has like, you know, taken that villainous ball and run with it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it... <sighs> Like I said, if you're going to if you're going to highlight one villain for a whole season, it probably is him. Yeah, because I think and I think one of the reasons that Venom has become such a great villain is because basically he's dark Spider-Man. He is. You know, he does. He does all the things that uh, you think Spidey should do or, or in any given situation. But Spidey has that really strict moral code. Yes. So he doesn't go there. Yeah. Venom is like, I will. (laughs) My moral compass spins around however I want. So he does he does the things that Peter wouldn't do. Right. And so I think that that light and dark yin and yang kind of thing, Mm -hmm. I I think that's a very central reason to why he's so popular, You know, especially since now they've really developed the character and you you see him. He has his anti-hero moments. Yeah. You know, so I I think especially especially after going to Eddie Brock. Yeah, yeah. I not Eddie Brock, but uh, Flash Thompson. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fla- yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock was the very first one. Right. Yeah. Right. He was the first Venom. But yeah, I hate to say it, but I I like Flash Thompson now a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I mean, what? Because like, did you did either of you see the Venom movie? No. No. Like, okay, so like you know, in the movie, it's it's Eddie Brock, but yeah. his personality is closer to Flash Thompson. Well, isn't yeah. it in the Tobey Maguire, isn't it Eddie Brock as well? 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eddie Brock made Venom Venom. He did. Yeah. Because it, and the whole point of Eddie Brock being Venom is because the symbiote hated Spider-Man and Eddie Brock hated Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. The symbiote so, knew. Yes. Peter so was. It's like, yeah. A match made in H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah. But I mean, with Flash Thompson, there's a there's more of a he's not necessarily evil. Right. So, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I think that's that would be good. And it would be interesting if in this season they go from Brock to Flash. Yeah. 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 That'd be a good way to get some extra mileage out of it. And you Very know true. what? Uh, with uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. being involved, if it goes from Eddie to Flash, we might get Agent Venom. Just saying, throwing it out there. <laughs> It's true. I will not argue that theory because I would like to see that too. So, well, speaking of shows and seeing, uh, we had two new Marvel shows that dropped this last week. Ah, uh, yeah, we had um, Cloak and Dagger. It was a uh, episode nine, I believe, of uh, the second season. Yep. And uh, we also uh, we also were treated to. Agents of Shield, uh, episode three of season six. Okay, so I'll I'll jump in on Cloak and Dagger first. Um, this season has been super intense. That's yeah. the only way I can describe it. That uh, they they have a it it feels like that they're the, the show is trying to is working really hard to kind of get to trying to get uh Tyrone and Tandy to to uh, to finally embrace the duo that they are. Tyrone's already there, right? Uh, and, and you really see it in this uh in this episode, Tandy. T- Tandy needs Tyrone to sort of like temper her, but you, you but you're starting to see where she she's starting to realize that she needs him, and he he sees that he needs her, but he's also trying to tell her, hey, we can we we need to do this for the greater good. Uh, to get there though, uh, we end up with this episode that uh, has a ton of flashbacks in it, um, going as far as back as far back as almost eight years ago uh, following Andre and we get to see how he becomes uh, how he basically he, he how he gets his powers how he embraces this dark manipulative uh, person that he's become uh, we also get to see a little bit more uh, as far into mayhem and her story uh, as well as there's there's some really good nods to the source material in this one and a classic Marvel video game as well. Um, so, you know, in this episode, we get we find out that uh, prior to Andre becoming a criminal, uh, he was a gifted jazz musician. And in that, like he he believes so he he holds this belief that if he plays uh, basically to the very best of his ability, he would be able to play what they call a blue note and once he plays that blue note he'll be able to connect with all the jazz greats 
uh, so uh, he and his uh, his uh, his playing partner are playing in this club, and it seems to be a really big gig for them. And they are pl- probably playing the best show they ever played. And right as uh, right as Andre's about to hit this blue note that uh, wherever he, that's what he's call he calls it, he gets hit with the migraine and debilitates him, knocks him down. Uh, meanwhile, um, so meanwhile, we get that we also we also see a bit of what's going on with Tandy, the the fallout with Tandy after uh, rescuing the 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 girls from the uh, from the hotel. Um, and uh, at the same time, we also see her trying to save uh, Tyrone because Tyrone is dying at this point so uh so there's a lot that goes on here that involves a lot of pretty much a lot that's within the spiritual realm and it's almost like from this tyrone is as he's approaching death he's he seems like he's starting to learn how to use his ability to take people into himself into i guess into the darkness and that's something that comes up later but Tandy, in order to save him, has to play a game. And the game that they're playing looks uh, – honestly, it plays like the classic Captain, Mer- Captain America and the Avengers side-scrolling game. But it's Cloak and Dagger. And the origin that they refer- reference is the one from the comic right? for for them, which I thought was cool. And, you know, the, uh, so Tandy kind of rolls her eyes. She goes, really? Radioactive heroin? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> it, was the, it was the 80s, right? Right. So it was the 80s and Marvel wanted to want uh, to say, hey, y'all, drugs are bad. You know, so so, you know, so so you get this really cool sequence where there's a segue between the game world and the world that they're actually experiencing this in. So even as they're playing the game, they're actually fighting within this world. And so so then Tyrone ultimately, once they get to the to the boss who is uh Andre, he's like, Well, we, we gotta beat him because if we beat him then we'll be we then we can escape. But as they're doing this, we find out that he's act that we find out that Tyrone's actually dying. And so Tyrone's girlfriend, she uh, performed some ceremony, which in essence she trades her soul for his. Uh, and there's a bit of fallout from that. Uh, but at the same time, it seems like the relationship between Tyrone and Tandy has changed as well. Um, I won't say it's becoming romantic, but definitely there's there's a closer bond there, and it's one that Tyrone's girlfriend doesn't necessarily appreciate. Um, so from that, we are um, we kind of find out that Tyrone's mom. We find out what would happen with Tyrone's mom and the uh, police officer that she had taken hostage, who had killed her son, Tyrone's brother. And so we kind of get the outcome of that. Uh, uh, Connors is his name. So we we see what happens there. We all. So we also find out that um, we, we we end up finding out that that Tyrone um, having uh, embraced his role as the protector of the city, he uh, manages to uh, have a meeting with the key gang members in the city 
and he tells him, look, I can't control you guys selling drugs, but I don't want you. Uh, he lays out his rules, who he wants them, who basically who he doesn't want them to sell to. And in doing that, if the, as these guys are kind of giving him mouth, he grabs one, disappears, comes back, and the person looks visibly afraid. So he's is almost like he's learned how to take people into him, and I don't, I, and and I guess the darkness no shows them shows these people their deepest fears uh, because he ends up you know, negotiating a deal with them. Um, but as it ends, uh, we we find that um, that as the episode ends, uh, that Tandy and Tyrone have found where uh, Andre has, is playing, which was the original location of this legendary club. And Tyrone, you end up finding out that when Tyrone talked about playing with the gods, that he he literally means playing with the gods. So as he's playing this song and he's bringing in all these street people and one of them happens to be Tandy's mom – uh, and he's using their pain to allow him to play. As Tandy and Tyrone attack him, it's too late because he manages to achieve that last note. And you, the last thing that you see is him in his record store uh, where all, all, all these records were that he had been using to you know, take people's pain. And the door that he was never able to close is able to finally open. And there is a stage and all these people are welcoming him. And so it just seems like things are about to get very, very bad now. Um, what that means exactly, I really don't know. Because I'll be honest with you, there are certain aspects of this show where I kind of get a little lost. Because mind you, it's a very New Orleans show. Yeah. You know, with the especially with the the way they embrace uh, voodoo and hoodoo and all and all those traditions, it's not bad. But I'm not I'm not super familiar with a lot of it. But uh, with it being very New Orleans, there especially this episode, there's a lot of spirituality going on and a lot of death. Probably the probably the highest body count of any show uh, of any show for the whole season. I think I could be wrong. But overall, this uh, this really has a uh, it, 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 the show has been knocking it out of the park, especially for it to be a second season um, and for them to be able to uh, have this show on Freeform. It allows them to do things and get away with some things that they wouldn't be able to do on network TV. Uh, I, I I'm finding that I'm actually enjoying this season a little more than I did last season. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also interesting, too, because it feels like they're slowly getting ready to develop, possibly for between here and with Hulu, a Mm -hmm. Cloak and Dagger Runaways crossover event. I think that'd be, you know what, I I could see that happening, you know, because they also, they did a full on reference of Luke Cage. Yeah. In this episode, in this last episode, it was a he straight up referenced Luke Cage and he even said something to the point where he said, well, you know, even if Luke Cage didn't uh, if even if Luke Cage wasn't uh, invulnerable uh, or I think he may have just said bulletproof, even if Luke Cage wasn't bulletproof, he'd still be out there. You no know, fighting the good fight. 
Uh, I, and so I find it interesting that they made such a blatant reference. And I could see I could see them doing a crossover with the Runaways because it feels like I don't know. It feels like that there's a setup here for something bigger. Right. It right. really does. Well, it can always be a fi- a realization of the hashtag. It's all connected. Yep. Yes. I mean, even if you know, you don't have to have you know Luke Cage show up. No, no. You don't have to have you know Aces of Shield bail them out of something. But you know, just all you have to do is reference. And, and, uh, I, and sometimes that's just enough. You know. Yeah. Right. Yep. Now, what about Shield? All right. So Shield. Oh my gosh. Let's just say that this was a trippy episode. Okay. Um. So it doesn't take place in the four two in the six one six. It takes place in the four two zero. That that's pretty much where this one happened. Oh my gosh. So okay. So so we don't get a lot of Sarge in this one. You know, we don't get a lot of Sarge. Um. So this. So you know. Um. Simmons, you know, basically had messed with the the coordinates, so they go deeper in the space to find fits. So the so Zephyr one, once it make it completes its jump, just barely misses Fitz and Enoch. Uh, but they all end up on this planet, which only way I can describe it is Las Vegas. If you could just imagine a planet, a, a Las Vegas planet, that's what this place is. Have okay. You seen, uh, have you seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> that that uh, one, the one film that has Canto Bite. Yeah, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And 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 it actually says here. Let, let, let me see. Hold on here. I just want to. So the episode is called Fear and Loathing on the Planet of Kitson. Now, if any of you guys have seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, you got an idea of what you're about to get here. So so Enoch is what well, we find out that Enoch is Okay, so we you know he's an android-ish LMD. Basically, he's basically he's the show's version of the Vision, is what he is. So, but the his makeup is is in, is advanced enough that it can fool any scanners and make him look human. Okay, so they're on this planet. Uh, and they go into the casino because. Uh, at the, as they're you no, know, basically they got kicked off the ship, and the the people that that fit saved, they're like, well, okay, well we appreciate it and all, but you know we're 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 gonna do you dirty, and oh uh, here's a token, so if you can gamble and make enough money to get to where you need to get to, all the better. So Fitz and uh, Fitz gives Enoch this token or uh, this chip, and they go and they're and they're gambling and they're making lots of money because Enoch is able to calculate the odds, and so this guy is at the table with them and their buddy and so the guy kind of buddies up with them and then Enoch falls for it and gambles one time too many and loses everything. So then... And that was an episode of the Transformers too. (laughs) (laughs) 
You laugh? I am dead serious. You know what? I think I vaguely was. And was that Generation 1 Transformers? Yes, it was. I vaguely remember it. It was on, and and this is where what I'm about to say is going to make it sound like they're just ripping it off. But there were several of the Autobots that were like stranded on this one uh, on this one planet and basically they had to gamble and gather up enough Energon to get them uh, to, to get the Autobots not so stranded and smokescreen this 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 is how I, I, I remember a, a just enough to make it sound like I am rambling but smokescreen was the one he had a little cable that he could attach to the slot machines oh yeah yeah and basically he could jack the system and he kept going and kept going and he kept going and the guy that was helping him says dude we've got more than we need let's let's watch Walk away now. But Smokescreen goes, oh, no, I'm betting it all. And just as he's about to pull the lever, this little worker comes up, notices the cable that's attached, and removes it and just basically unplugs him as he's pulling the slot machine. And boom, they lose it. Mm. See, you know what? You have to know when to say when. (laughs) You know, and it usually ends. It's usually right when you decide that you're going to bet it all. Yes. So, so yeah. So, um, well, well, to quote an ancient philosopher, uh huh. Got to know when to hold them. I knew that you were going there. <laughs> yeah. You got to know when to fold them. Right. Right. Got to know when to walk away. You got to uh-huh. know when to run. Yes. And that's from Kennethus Roger Rogers Viticus. Uh, Rogers Viticus uh, of ancient a, ancient south from South Italy from South. <laughs> South Italy? Really? South Italy. Uh, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, and, and so, so the, uh, so they, they lose all this money. Now, mind you, this, uh, this is a Vegas type planet. So you have gambling and you have brothels. This was an actual conversation. Enoch looks at, uh, at Fitz and says, well, you know, we can always go work in the brothels. He, 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 he begins to explain how he's skilled in various ways. And, and, and Fitz is like, no, no, I'm married. We're not doing that. Are, so are then, you saying that Enoch says I am fully functional? Enoch says I am fully functional. Enoch was, Enoch was willing to go there like he said you know what okay let's let's go to the brothel but then he ends up uh taking uh fits to this place and fits gets examined and then he gets locked to a chair with one token and they're at a table and the nature of this game is you gamble with your life and oh, hello sir <laughs> hello I think, she, I think she's thinking about uh enoch oh my gosh oh see so <laughs> So so yeah so there so there's that whole thing going on now mind you at the very beginning of the episode when they're on his old ship Fitz talks about how hungry he is and he wants to he's about to grab something from uh, one of the other one of his former shipmates and Enoch says no we'll find suitable human food for you you shouldn't have that especially on an empty stomach let's fast forward now to after Fitz is now gambling with his life and we we see where uh, Quake 
and Simmons are commencing with the butt kicking, as it were. They uh, so they so they they talk about how hungry they are, and they grab these uh this these food uh bits that that Fitz have been told not to have. They have them, and oh my god, everybody got high. <laughs> everybody got high. And and Simmons and Simmons and then uh, and Quake end up under the table talking and talking and, and Simmons is telling Quake how she feels bad for her because she doesn't have somebody who loves her and Quake is telling Simmons how much she admires her. It, it's the all the high drunk talk that you normally see. It was just it was just it, it was a crazy crazy episode. Now once. All and it be, it just becomes full on, you know, agents of Shield in space, but on a Las Vegas planet. So if you can imagine how extreme that is, you would probably be right as far as what everything that happens. So eventually, everybody sobers up. Fitz, uh, Fitz ends up um, escaping with Enoch, and while. And so once he escapes and he he actually walks out of the door, he sees Simmons. At that point, Fitz is kidnapped by a bounty hunter who is a an organism like Enoch, except Enoch is a biologist. I believe he says he's a biologist, but the per- people who are after Fitz are hunters. So as soon as Fitz sees Simmons and they have their moment. In true agents of the shelf agents of shelf fashion, Fitz is taken away, and so and so yeah, so that's pretty much the majority episode uh, majority of that episode. Now we end up with a, a bit of a teaser at the end uh, with Sarge and one of his uh, one of his followers. Sarge pulls out uh, he uh, pulls out this gun. He aims it at the sky and they're talking. And then a patch of the sky forms into what well, it, it's like a square shield forms, but it doesn't look good. Well, we'll find out what all that's about at the end of this. Well, uh, well, I, by the time you're listening to this, should have been last night if you're listening to it on Saturday night. Or, or this, this, yeah, on Sorcerer Radio. Saturday night. Or this Radio the night before. Or this past Friday, yeah. Or this past Friday. So, so yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Uh, fear and loathing. Um, on planet Kitson. Just, uh, just be ready. That's all I can tell you. Just be ready. <laughs> so, my question is: the two episodes. How would you rank them? Uh, you know what? Just for the sheer fun factor of it, I would, I, I would rate, I, I would rate, um, fear and loathing. Or Agents of Shield. Heck, let's go with this. Four tacos out of five. And I think most people. I, I would think people would get the reference for tacos over what we normally would go with. But for uh, we could do the Deadpool reference there. Tacos, okay, chimichangas. So we, yeah, we'll do the, the, the tacos, chimichangas thing. So I'll say oh, four out of five. For Agents of Ford, Shield. I brought tacos. Really. <laughs> no, you don't remember that, huh? You don't remember that when when we're looking at or we're watching how Ward came to be recruited by Hydra. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, that's funny. I am blanking on his name. Um, uh, are you talking about um the one his grandfather was the? Um... No, 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 no. That's Trip. That's Triplet. Yeah, I'm talking about the. Uh, Hail Hydra guy, not sit well. Oh, the guy that trained him? Yes. Uh, oh, shoot. Hang on, I have it just a second. Bill Paxton's character. 
Yeah, Bill yes, Paxton. Bill Paxton's. Uh, da, 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 da. Garrett. Yeah, Garrett. Garrett. Basically, when Garrett, you know, rescue, quote unquote, rescues him from the juvenile hall mm-hmm. and basically, you know, leads him out into the woods with a dog and says, here, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. And he comes back sometime later and Ward's about to, like, kick his butt. And he goes, hey, I brought tacos. You know what? I remember that now. And then when Ward is trying to recruit Strucker's son mm-hmm. and basically he puts he puts Strucker in with the other guy trying to basically trying to lean on him to the point where he'll enter in bank accounts mm-hmm. to get Hydra money. Right. He, come, he comes back and young Strucker is like just beating the crap out of the guy he left him with. And what does Ward do? Hey, I brought tacos. <laughs> yeah, I'll have, I have. I gotta see if I can find those drops. And I need to f- figure out the chimichanga or taco drop in uh, de- in the first Deadpool movie. I know there's one there. Uh, oh yeah, I'm certain. I know he says time to make the chimichangas. I know he says that. Okay, so I'll find that one. So it's either tacos or chimichangas, depending on the mood of the night. Right now for uh, cloak and dagger, uh, I would say cloak and dagger. I, I would give. A, I, I would say. I'm gonna say three and a half Hulk smashes. Oh, so we're doing. We are gonna use a Hulk smash. Hulk smash for Cloak and Dagger. Well, I just did that for Cloak and Dagger because he because of what happened in Ages of Shield. That's the only reason why I went with tacos. Gotcha and chimichangas. Yeah, but you know, I kind of like the tacos chimichanga rating system. Well, if it's a thing, it can be a thing. I, I think it's gonna turn into a thing. All right, so. Well, um, how about this? Before we hit our picks of the week, let's quickly, um, I guess we're going to have to go back and do top three instead of top five, gentlemen. Okay. Um, so I'm pulling the audible on this. Uh, so according to a gentleman named John Watts, Fury and Hill are back to assemble a new team. Not exactly his words, though. Um, so after their five-year absence in the MCU, everything went downhill quick. Uh, Civil War, Infinity War, and now apparently they're, reassemb- they're assembling the new Avengers. What is the new Avengers roster you want to see in the MCU Phase 4? So, Eric, I will let you go first. Okay, I I am trying to steer away from the obvious choices. And by obvious choices, I mean Falcon, War Machine, Hulk, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange. And and Wasp. Wasp. And Wasp. Okay, so my three, I'm going to go deep cuts here. Uh, We're just going to do everybody does their first one? Yep. Okay. My first pick is Beast. Henry McCoy. Oh, because he was a longtime Avenger in the comics. Mm-hmm. And now that Disney owns Fox, the way is open for Beast to once again be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, Kylan, your first pick or your your uh, first choice. My, 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 fir- my first choice is OK. So it, it's not it's not a total deep cut, but it's more recent. And wait, no, you know what? I'm gonna back it up because you know what? Let's say let's go with White Tiger. Nice. 
Okay. You talking about the the original guy or the more recent lady? I'm I'm good with either because I because I, I I like both. I don't have a preference of one over the other because I almost treat that one like uh, a title, sort of like how they, how how Black Panthers treat like a title, you know? Okay. So so yeah, so I'm I'm good with either in that one. So yeah. Okay. Nice choice, Tiger. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. You, you I, I'm just gonna call it. All of your choices are gonna be West Coast Avengers, aren't they? Quite possibly. Okay. Quite possibly. But she she was a member of the original, uh, the regular Avengers as well, if I remember right. Yeah. Because her her first appearance was like Avengers 211. Okay. Okay. All right. My second pick is going to be, now that Thor is joined up with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. I think we can still bring in a mythological presence, Hercules. Oh, good choice. Very good choice. Uh, Kylan, your second pick. Um, second, second choice. I, I, I think, I think we need a scrapper on this team. Um, no, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that, that white tiger's not a scrapper. White tiger is a scrapper, but on a different level, uh, I'm going to go with moon Knight. Okay. And there's rumors of a moon Knight movie potentially. Um, my second is spider woman. Jessica Drew or the other one? Um, Julia Carpenter. Okay. okay. The, the other one, yes. Yeah. Who also was a West Coast Avenger. Yep. Okay. And also a member of the UN Charter of uh-huh. the Avengers. Okay. My third choice, and I'm going to just, I'm going to pull this in, Storm. Okay. okay. Not, not because she's an X-Men, but also because in the comics, she's married to Chachala. Oh. Ah. That's good. I see. Black Panther 2, perfect. Yeah. Perfect, yep. perfect way in. Yep. So, Kylan, your, your final My- choice. My final choice. I, I'm just going to go on a deep cut right here. And we we may need uh, to revisit this. Starbrand, okay. dude. Dude, I'm just going to put. I'm just going to show y'all. <laughs> he was on my list as well. I, I, I'm t- I'm just saying. I, I Starbrand, Starbrand, and uh, Eric's going to agree with me. Agree with me on this. Starbrand is Marvel's Green Lantern. Yeah. Mm, actually, I'm not going to agree with you on that. Starbrand is more of the Superman because the Marvel Green Lantern is actually Quasar. Oh, right, right. You know what? You know, I, I didn't even think. I don't know why I didn't think about Quasar, but you're right. So yeah. So Star and see Starbrand doesn't get the play that he deserves and i'm like no he doesn't you are absolutely right he, he does not get this i mean do you see i and i think it's on marvel unlimited if for listeners if you have marvel unlimited go and read go and read the new the, the new universe star brand series do yourself a favor right now i'm serious Really, that was the one story out of the new universe that I liked the most. Yeah. Because it was basically, it it was the new universe personified. Mm -hmm. It was, or it's what the new universe tried to be. I mean, it's like you've got a guy, boom, all of a sudden you've got phenomenal cosmic power with no itty bitty living space. But you have a guy who, he's a regular guy. Right. 
all of a sudden he's got superpowers, but yet he is still trying to work his way. He's trying to feel his way through how do I do this? You know, what what can I do? What can't I do? What should I not do? Right. right. Well, okay. Now I would tell you what I see in, Mar- in, in the New Universe series is Starbrand and Nightmask, and that was a series from 2015. Uh, it's okay. Right. It's okay. But yeah, if you can, you you if you can get lucky, you can still find the trades around uh, places. Check that series out. Seriously. And you know, there actually is a six one six centric star brand now. Yes. Oh man, really? Yep. Yeah. Now, my final pick, I'm kind of split between two. Okay. And that's Wonder Man and Shang Chi. Ooh. Okay. This is where we bring Nathan Fillion in as Simon Williams. Yes. Yeah. That I think he would be a perfect Guys, I almost want to say let's let's do one more round with an honorable mention. Okay. All right. Can I that okay. My honorable mention. Uh huh. Quake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bringing her from the show to the to the MCU. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, mine. Dark Hawk. I love that idea. Love me some Dark Hawk. Oh yeah. This should come as no surprise. Oh okay, god, here we go. Here we go. My honorable mention, Doreen Green, aka Squirrel Girl. Oh, okay, you surprised me. How'd you how did he surprise you? Because I thought he was gonna say Howard. Okay. That I could see. No, Squirrel Girl. Okay. So um at this point in the time, Kylan's gonna be starting us off because it is Here are the picks of the week. So, Kylan, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Savage Avengers number two, brought to us by Jerry Duggan, Mike Diodato, and David Finch. Oh, here we go. The Hand is teamed up with the evil wizards of the Hiberian Age to summon a death god from a celestial hell. The only thing standing between Earth and destruction is Savage Avengers. Conan, Wolverine, Punisher, and Voodoo. Plus, Logan donates blood, changing one adventure forever. And Conan discovers a dark secret skirming in a genie bottle. For your new favorite ongoing series is Knives Out in its second chapter. Okay. Eric, your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week is Marvel Team-Up number three by e-viewing Joey Vasquez and Stefano Caselli. Spider-Man and Ms. Marvel both wanted a change of pace, or so they thought. Will things ever get back to normal? Will they defeat the Jackal? And where is Pete's old friend, Dr. Rosario, anyway? And I picked this because it, you know, when when it says they wanted to change a pace, the right. cover shows them with each other's powers. Okay. So I just thought that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my first pick of the week is Guardians of the Galaxy Annual Number One. Since the Black Order's attack on the galaxy's greatest defenders, the cosmos has been without its heroes. Find out what happened, what really happened to Nova, Quasar, Adam Warlock, and Darkhawk, and who better to tell the story than Cosmo the Space Dog. <laughs> so, Kyle, I almost got mad at you because I saw your picks and you had beaten me to that one. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I interrupted. I probably I probably only beat you to it by like 30 minutes, too. Probably. <laughs> so, uh, Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick is Black Cat, number one. 
uh, brought to us by Jed McKay, Travel Foreman, and J. Scott Campbell. Spinning out of the pages of Amer- Amazing Spider-Man, all new ongoing series. The Black Cat is back and starring in her first ever ongoing series. Felicia Hardy has a taste for the finer things in life and a certain set of skills that can get her into any mansion, vault, or museum to procure said finer things. But due to her actions in Amazing Spider-Man, Felicia's not only on the run from the police, but also by the New York Thieves Guild and their boss, Odessa Drake. High-octane heists, climatic chases, and twists after twists that will keep you on the edge of your seat like a cat on a perch. In this issue, find out a secret from Cat's past in a bonus story that sets a foundation for the future. All this and an all-new Marvel Meow short story by now Fuji. Okay. Yeah. So, Eric, your second pick of the week. Okay, my second pick of the week is Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History number four of six by Paul Shear, Sean Crystal, Gerardo Zaffino, and Nick Giannavetti. Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys World War II. Witness the true story of how the Allies won the war. Thanks, Cosmic Ghost Rider. (laughs) Well, my second pick of the week is Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider number nine. Gwen Stacy, drummer extraordinaire and literal beating heart of the punk band Mary Janes, finds herself in a battle of the bands. There's a new monster in town and he calls himself the Man-Wolf. When he sets his sights on Spider-Woman and all the people she cares about most, suddenly the musical battle on stage isn't about isn't the most important battle Gwen's involved in. See, this is this is where it's getting confusing because it's Spider-Gwen goes Spider, but they also call her Spider-Woman, making her the at least the third in our kit in the, yeah, the third person to be called Spider-Woman. I see this this reminds me of when um oh lord I'm trying to think who the writer for for X-Men um uh, also wrote first flight um Claremont uh, uh, Claremont yes Claremont uh when Claremont was writing the X-Men he was calling like Storm so many different things mm-hmm. that it was causing confusion among the readers. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like Aurora, Storm, Windrider, uh, you know, whatever. So it, this may be reaching the point where we have that with Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. Could be as well. Uh, so on to our final picks. So, Kylan. Uh, so my final pick is Domino Hot Shots, number four. Uh, this is uh, brought to us by Gail Simone, David Baldion, and R.B. Silva. And the, and, immense, the, and the letter D. And the letter D. <laughs> the immense power of the creation constellation is in reach. The only thing between it and Domino Squad is each other. Which of these knockouts are going to get knocked out? Don't know. Eric, your final pick. My final pick of the week is War of Realms Journey into Mystery number four of five by Clint McElroy, Andre Arujo, and Valerio Shiti. 
Place your bets on survival. When Balder the Brave's unofficial babysitter's club runs out of cash in Nevada, they hit on a foolproof plan. A casino heist. They just have to they just have to disguise a few famous heroes, a cyborg, an Asgardian guard, excuse me, Asgardian god, and a talking dog to do it. With the luck of baby Lhasa on their side, nothing could go wrong. Unless, of course, they stumble upon a convention of supervillains. What the heck, Nevada? Looks like the heroes will need a miracle in the desert to get out of this one. Wow. Well, my final pick is Star Wars Age of the Rebellion, Luke Skywalker number one. Uh, the first temptation of Luke Skywalker. After learning the true identity of his father, Luke continues his training and prepares for the inevitable showdown, determined to never follow the path of Vader. But when a rebel general's mistakes lead to disaster and Luke must seize command, the dark side tempts him as never before, featuring the eerie influence of the Emperor. Mm. So I have been loving this whole series, uh, which we hype, you know, Marvel hyped and we've hyped both here and over on uh, Wookiee Radio and uh, digging it. I mean, the Job of the Hut series was pretty cool. Who would have thought Job of the Hut would have gotten his own one shot? That's true. So, um, so Kylan, you have the MU pick. I this do week. now. I, I and I picked this book because last week uh, I was uh, in the Great White North and we were in a comic shop at one point, and Dawn found this issue in the twenty-five cent bin, and it just seemed super interesting to me. And I just happened to look, and lo and behold, it's in Marvel Unlimited. So. It is Captain America Patriot number one from uh, from 2010. Uh, the writer is Carl Kessel and the artist is Mitch Breitweiser. Uh, so, what does it take to be the living the living symbol of America, the Sentinel of Liberty, the super soldier of World War II? What does it take to be Captain America? 1941. Captain America puts on his mask and shield for the first time and instantly inspires an entire nation, including Jeff Mace, a rough-and-tumble reporter who quickly dons his own star-spangled suit and calls himself the Patriot. It's a decision that will take him from stopping stateside saboteurs to headlining the home front heroes known as the Liberty Legion to the most unexpected offer of all. When the Sentinel Liberty dies and Jeff Mace is asked to be the next Captain America. This is a story of a man who was a great patriot and his determination to be something more. His attempt to be not just a hero, but a symbol. His struggle to show he has what it takes to be Captain America. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm good. Eric? No, I'm all thought it out. Well, if you want to let us know what you thought of the format of the show this week, feel free to give us a shout at MMG at MightyMarvelGeeks.net or hit us up on Twitter at MarvelGeeks or find us on Facebook on our page or our group at Mighty Marvel Geeks. So, um, I don't have anything. Oh, actually, I do. Uh... Was it e, uh, Square Enix announced the name of their Marvel game is going to be called Marvel Avengers? Oh, nice! So, uh, so we'll have more on that next week because we're we're just out of time. 
So, um, Thursday, if you would, please. Begin systems check. Uh, well, sure, but we're, we're kind of done for the night. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. Just kidding. There's that wit again. Mm. No more talking to people.